In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing the game Delta Green. Delta Green, by design, tackles various mature themes that may be uncomfortable or triggering for listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifier's Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. If you hate the show, consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. For the most up-to-date news in the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and with that... Friday, December 25th, 1.15 a.m. Weather Watcher HQ. Several helicopters are being prepared for takeoff. Major Farrell strides in front of one of the crews, muttering him to himself, preparing them for their mission. All right, boys, it's the big one. We've been through this a couple times now. We're putting purgatory in the air. Harris finally won me over. We're doing this. Y'all ready to hunt some aliens? Let's fucking go. Merry fucking Christmas to us. Let's fly. Let's go. Amen. Obviously, I come with some fancy name for this, like Operation Santa Hunt or something like that, but we're not going to do that. This is real. This is the big one. This is what we've been training for. It's what we've been hunting for years. Whatever you see, be prepared. Am I clear? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So Farrell kind of slowly pivots to face you. Tenant Daniels, you ready? Ready as I'll ever be, sir. Staff Sergeant Wells, are you ready? Sir, yes, sir. Lieutenant Ocampo, are you ready? Put me in the air. Excellent, boys, excellent. Good hunting. Make your uniform proud, and we got this. Jester's at you to go off to your helicopter. You all board up into a very familiar helicopter. It's a typical Apache gunship. It's been outfitted, though, with the purgatory device. Sonic weapon. That works kind of like a gun, but not so much. It does require positioning and aiming of the ship, but it is a large blast, high lethality weapon. You all have been trained on this. You are a special crew, designated, trained, and selected for this. What are your reactions as you're kind of getting ready to take off that you're actually going to get to shoot Purgator? That this is, for lack of a better phrase, a real one, potentially? Well, I guess since I'm the one who's actually going to be the one. Pulling the, I guess, the metaphorical trigger as sure. the shooter himself. I'm kind of nervous, but also excited considering the fact that I've never actually live fired this thing. I'm trained on it and I know how to do it. I just have never done an actual live exercise or I guess live scenario with it. So just to make sure I have everything right for it and making sure that I'm double checking and triple checking to make sure everything's good to go on my end. Makes sense. I am excited to work on this as well. As the resident team physics expert, this is kind of a new and neat thing. This is not something I've ever really experienced, and this special experience is being paired with a actual gray encounter. Hell yeah, man. It's better than sitting on my ass in the snow and whatnot. Also makes sense. And Lieutenant Daniels, are you just happy to be up there at this point? What's the mindset? This is going to be some tough flying. It's windy. It's weather. It's dark. It's... Alabama winter, it's not ideal, and you know a very bizarre weather condition is probably inbound in a matter of minutes. I'm a little nervous, but I'm confident in my abilities as a pilot. I am less confident in everyone's ability to fire this device perfectly under a non-drill scenario, 
I'm also kind of nervous just to find out like what it's going to feel like when we fire this weapon. Sure. As you're doing your final pre-flight check, there's a knock on the window and you see Agent Harris standing outside with four AFOSI agents and he kind of smiles at you through the glass and without saying anything, kind of muscles his way into the back section of the helicopter. Puts on a headset. Good evening, gentlemen. I'll be riding with you. I hope that's okay. More the merrier. Indeed. So, yes, sir. Just heads up, this is super precise equipment, so if we are working, please, please, please do not interfere. Of all of us on this helicopter, I suspect I know the most about Purgatory's capabilities and restrictions. I'm just here to give the go-ahead if it needs to be fired. Am I understood? Copy that. Excellent. I have settles into a seat, kind of looks at you all. Whenever you're ready, get us airborne. I want to be at the lake before 1.44 a.m. Yeah, if all checks are ready and we're green to go, I'll, I'll lift us off. All right. Don't worry, Cinderella, we ain't turned into a pumpkin yet. Let's go. Yeah, so the helicopter rises off the ground into the continually worsening winter storm that's rolled through. It's windy. It's just terrible flying conditions. And I'm assuming you're headed towards the lake as you've been instructed to? Yes. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. Lieutenant Daniels, give me a pilot check as you make your way towards the lake. Come on. Let me fumble and kill Harris right now. (laughs) 16 out of 80% success. Yeah, it's rough flying, but again, you are very trained at what you do, and this is not abnormal, I guess. Any kind of past missions going through your head at this point, or just happy to be airborne, for lack of a better phrase? No, I don't think there's anything quite like this, so I'm more happy to be airborne. And by what I mean by like quite like this is this scenario, this situation, I mean, we're going to be right in the playbook and dealing with shit like this. I'm excited. Makes sense. All right, so you arrive at the lake after a few minutes in the air, and you've been told to circle the area around where the chair was unearthed from and brought it to shore. And so you're just kind of doing a slow circle around that spot? Yeah. I'm keeping to the edge of the lake rather than being right over top of it. Sure. Makes a lot of sense, yeah. So as you are doing this, everyone give me an alertness. I rolled a 94 out of 60 failure. That would be a 34% failure. I got a 70 out of 70% success. On the dot. Yeah, it makes a certain amount of sense. Daniels would be the one that probably noticed this because he's scanning for weather conditions. Yeah, so probably flew in over this lake at some point, or you've been up and around in the airspace some, thinking the helicopters here originally, and it's very different. Where it was definitely kind of snow-covered and wintry and snowy previously, the lake wasn't frozen, which it definitely is now. Not thick as best you can tell, but it's definitely no longer open water at this point, and the area around the lake is just kind of covered in snow. Like, the storm has really gotten worse. Like, you witnessed this back at base, but goddamn, like, weather's not supposed to get this bad in Alabama. Yes, you've got this whole Jack Frost weirdness going on, but that's that's whatever. Any last-minute things you do before one forty-four, one thirty-four a.m. rolls around? I mean, I'm looking for spots where the wind buffeting us might be a little bit less, but other than that, no. Sure. Is the helicopter equipped with any kind of like scientific reading instruments? I mean, your normal kind of aviation gear, I guess. Like, What are you looking for specifically? 
I guess I'm just trying to keep tabs on the energy readings of the lake. Like we're aware of the energy spikes and everything else like that. So basically I can't, I'm not good at like meteorology or I, it's my science isn't in meteorology, but I do feel like I can understand physics enough to be able to say like, Oh, Hey, this area is more likely to experience a lightning strike or experience a lot more of like a positive negative ion charge requires more specialized equipment than you probably have probably have a couple geiger counters with you though that can kind of definitely point you towards the weird anomaly in the air over the lake again Mm. you're in a helicopter in a blizzard you're going to kind of do precision flying right now not the best i guess like maybe you can make a guess at where lightning might strike but also that's Mm. pretty goddamn hard to do in the first place Gotcha. So yeah. if I can't do that, then I will just be supporting Daniels with my pretty solid search skills. Yeah. Just scanning the ground, looking for stuff. Scanning the ground, looking for any kind of movement activity, something out of the ordinary that might signal like, hey, something weird's happening. Yeah, no, and give me a search while you're doing that. I have a 61% out of 53% failure. Maybe you see some movement and maybe just kind of brush it off as just foot activity from the various personnel working this operation. It's weird, though. Like, you definitely see from the air that you can definitely confirm that, like, base is emptied out. Farrell and Harris have definitely gone all in on it's gonna be the lake kind of thing. And yeah, there's some personnel left back at the base, but they're definitely on the road headed towards the lake in one manner or another. And as you're looking around, eyes up, soldier. Whatever's about to happen is about to happen. Don't worry about what's happening on the ground right now. Copy that, I guess. I look up and start scanning the sky. All right. Anything else or not? From anyone? Did I overhear what he said? Yeah, for us to talk via the um, headset stuff they have in helicopters. It's quite loud in helicopters, typically. Oh, after hearing that, it's kind of piqued my curiosity. So I kind of want to do a, a, as I'm getting things kind of set up on my end, I kind of want to do a quick kind of glance around. All right. Give me a search. 80% 80% out of 20 failure. Same deal. You're being buffeted about in a helicopter in the middle of a blizzard. It's hard to keep track of things. Like, you have your night vision gear up there, which helps some, but still, it's... Yeah, any movement on the ground, you're pretty sure it's just kind of weather watcher personnel moving into position, but, yeah. Okay. Well, after... Yeah, pretty much after not being able to get a good view, I just kind of continue back on to doing my stuff then. And like clockwork, 1.43 a.m. arrives... First, a brilliant blue-white flash silently erupts in the snow and clouds over Crow Lake. It illuminates the entire in an instant and is gone. Half a dozen lightning bolts strike the earth around Crow Lake, specifically in the area that the shrine, chair, dentist chair thing was unearthed from, and light the entire snowstorm blue. A brilliant aura hangs immediately overhead in a tall corona of blue light. However, something else happens this time as well. After the lightning strike subsides and the aura forms, a massive, impossible figure sways in the snow-stained black air like a mountain over Crow Lake, standing hundreds of feet tall. It has enormous black eyes that are filled with stars, its huge faces inhuman but grotesquely reminiscent of humanity, twisted in savagery and misery. A gigantic claw clenches into a fist, then unclenches. The snow gathers, wispily in the air, billowing as it's pushed ahead of the massive splayed feet 
of this thing. Standing there is this giant, emaciated, humanoid thing. Its features are long and hungry, and it lets out this just horrific howl, scream, cry that you all have heard before. Everyone, give me a sand check. 67 out of 60 fail. 47 out of 49% success. 68 out of 60 failure. All right. If you pass the sand check, 1d10 sand damage. (laughs) What? Did I stutter? No, you did not, but goddamn. That is a six. All right. You take six points of sand damage and you are losing it. Now, if you fail that sand check, 1d100 sand damage. (laughs) I only lost 10. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm going to project that too. (laughs) I lost 52. You're in charge of the trigger. I haven't lost all my sanity, so we still out here. Yeah, but you're like, you're catatonic. Kinda. It only brought me down from 60 to 52. Not bad. And of course, I have no bonds. Perfect. Oh, yeah, you're just going to fucking just. I'm just I'm raw dogging all that sanity right now. (laughs) You have eight sand left. Yeah. Do I even need to go over it? Like, literally, I'm just smashing through breaking points. Like oh, the yeah, no, you all are quite insane. You all rolled sixes or higher on your sand check. You are all in the grips of one breakdown or another. This helicopter's not doing well. <laughs> so do we need to roll anything to snap out of it, or are we all catatonic? I will let you all roll a pow check at minus 40 to <laughs> see if you can right the situation. 93 out of a modified 20 fail. Watch me get that. Oh, man. I just let, let's see for Lucky Ocampo. That is a 37 out of an adjusted 10% failure. <laughs> and I got a 52 out of an adjusted 20% pal. All right. So the helicopter hangs in the air for a split second as you'd all just take in this visage and then Daniels, how do you react to this? Like, this is not at all what you were expecting, obviously. This isn't Grays. This is some giant, monstrous humanoid figure. What is the thought process going through your head at this point? This insane blast. How does it manifest for you? So I got a question, Charlie. Are you basically asking me if I'm going to flee, fight, or go catatonic? I think I am, yeah. So Daniels sees this thing and all he can focus on at this point is this thing this unnatural thing that killed an entire town and seems to want to take all of weather watcher with it and anyone else left here i think in a moment between deciding if fleet is going to kick in the fear gets drowned out by rage and he just turns the helicopter and starts flying straight for this thing all right so give me a pilot at let's say minus 60 actually just barrel towards this thing uh 42 out of a modified 20 fail all right so you're making your way towards it but like it's somehow you're kind of leaning on the stick wrong or something you get a little bit too close to the ground and The last thing you remember before your helicopter gets smashed to the ground 
is the force of something leaping almost 30 feet up into the air from the ground to collide hard with the side of your helicopter as you come crashing down to the ground. Everyone give me a luck check. 88 fumble. Ooh! 81% failure. 59 out of 50 <laughs> failure! Alright. The helicopter hits the ground hard. The lucky of you are killed on impact. Ocampo, Wells, you kind of slam your heads hard into the side of the vehicle and are mercifully dead on impact. Unfortunately, Daniels, you are conscious enough. You are bleeding to see some humanoid creature, nowhere near as large as the other one, kind of, we'll say, about six feet tall, give or take, smash its way through the cockpit, get real close to you, and then just drive its hand-like claws directly through your body, all the way through it into the seat. And the last sounds you hear are Agent Harris screaming, Get away from me! Get away from me! 1.40 a.m., December 25th, Weather Watcher HQ. I'm assuming a Schuler, like an alarm of some kind you had for your watch or something, has gone off, and you realize that the event is approaching. You have minutes to get to your prepared, kind of safe, reinforced trailer, if you will. And this will mean leaving Captain Luckman on this chair throne thing all by himself as the weather gets worse and knowing that there's AFOSI agents and worse out there in the dark. I have a gun. I was able to navigate or negotiate myself a gun. You do have a gun. This is true. So, Schuler, Merlo, what do you do at this point? Uh, Schuler looks to Marilow and says, all right, we need to go. Come with me now. And he starts running if she follows or not. I follow along. I mean, what else are you going to do? But I also look at Luckman like, so I'm like conflicted. I imagine you did not tell Luckman about this base. No. So Luckman hears that and he like whips his head around as much as he can, because I'm going to imagine he's like fully restrained to the chair and he just sees from his peripherals that Schuler has just bolted. And Merlo is having a hesitating moment and is also leaving as well. I didn't leave yet. I'm like, oh, I'm like doing that, like shuffle where I'm like, but like, I haven't left yet. OK, so I'm still there. Yeah. So Luckman just sees Merlo just having like a hesitating moment. And he just has like the most ghastly look of utter betrayal he's ever had his entire life. And he starts just kind of freaking out because it's happening and people are just now running and he just kind of pleads just no 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 no, merlo merlo please don't let me die no Mer- what no you said i wasn't gonna die you said you were gonna you're you're gonna make sure i wasn't gonna die what are you doing merlo please stay stay please please merlo merlo and so i look at schuler who's run off already at this point i look back at luckman and i run over to luckman and i try to take off like any like restraint because he's you said that Luckman's restrained down yeah he's held down by the, the cables that came out of the shrine embedded into him yes okay so the tool that we used to cut the things how long did it take us last time quite a bit of time you can go about trying to do that right now but it's gonna take more time than you have before the event kicks off it was like a couple hours yeah okay so I look at Luckman and I'm like okay I'm not leaving. And I, 
I start looking for like, well, I guess I'll start working on trying to cut the cables, but I'm going to have the gun nearby in case I need it. Sure. So I'm just going to start like I look at Luckman and I'm like, this is going to take a while. I know, but no, 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 no. don't even like I just. Oh, shit. The rifle. Grab the rifle. Give me my pistol. So I, I run over as soon as Luckman says that I run over to grab the rifle and the pistol and I bring it over to him. Makes sense. I motion to take the pistol just because I can't operate a rifle with being stuck to a chair. You have two hands, but like it's you're still kind of limited in your mobility. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you. What's happening? Is is it it's is it happening again? We're Schuler. I think so. But it doesn't seem like it's happening here because I don't see like I, I mean, these are tents and you can you can tell if there's lightning above the tents, obviously. Right. And it has not happened yet. Okay, so like, yeah, it's it's starting to happen, but whatever's happening is going to happen. And you're my friend. I I mean, if it happens, it's happened every time so far at this time of night. But yeah, I'm just operating on the assumption it's going to happen because it's happened back to back so far. And I have no reason as a scientist, I have no reason to believe that my hypothesis of it happening again would not be true this time. No, yeah, no. Logic dictates it's going to happen again, probably. Yeah. So I will, in the meantime, then just kind of like hunker down where we are and try to get ourselves like, I guess, covered as much as we can. So like, if there's any doorways, I'll put stuff in the way and just kind of bunker down, essentially. Sure. What the fuck happened to Schuler? I don't know. He's gone. Fuck. All right. So the scene is the two of you outside at the chair or bound to the chair and Schuler is running across camp, correct? Well, the chair is inside a tent, though, right? Not yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah, not okay. outside, outside. But yes, you're, you are more exposed than if you were in a trailer, though, correct? Yeah, I guess so. Just a tent. Yeah. All right. Schuler, give me an athletics. Sure. Do I have any bonus since I was watching the time carefully to make sure I could get there plenty of time? You get to make a test for this. Oh, it's not going to be great. Actually, a 30 out of 33 success. All right. Nice. Nice. Very nice. He was ready. He's he's running. That is enough to get there. Yeah. So Merlot and Luckman, though, give me an alertness as you see Schuler just kind of running hard across camp to get to one of these buildings. 93% out of 70% failure. Of course I would. Oh, are you kidding me? 33 <laughs> out of 32 fumble. You don't see anything. The wind is getting real bad. The storm is buffeting around you. Like panic is starting to set in some. But you swear for a split second there, you saw some motion at the top of the trailer she were just ducked into. You're not totally sure about that. But more importantly, though, as you hear the sound of the door slam shut as Shula rushes into the trailer, you start to hear gunfire, automatic gunfire of the few remaining soldiers and AFOSI agents at Weather Watcher HQ. And they're firing on something. You're not quite sure what. And then the sky erupts in the light show you're now so used to. You see the lightning, you see the aurora form or the kind of glow of the aurora form. And something about this feels different, unbelievably different. The howl, the scream, the whatever you want to call that sound feels Maybe not closer, but like what emits it is more there than ever before. And all right, you know the drill by now. The scream, howl, roar thing kind of erupts across Weather Watcher HQ. Everyone give me a sand check. But we don't see it. We just hear it, right? You just hear it. Okay. 
26 out of 51% success. With my earplugs and noise-canceling headphones, do I still hear it? We'll deal with you in a second. Okay, cool. Well, considering I've already experienced this several times, so I know what's coming, would I be able to get a modifier to kind of know what I'm expecting at this point? No. Okay. 71 out of 35 failure. All right. If you fail, just one point of sand damage. If you succeeded, no sand damage. Schuler, because you're A, inside, and B, have your old kind of fancy little setup with the headphones on, I will give you a... I'll give you a plus 20. You're prepared kind of effectively for this to try and block this out as best you can. The 35 out of modified 66. All right. Yeah. Preparation keeps a man sane, apparently. And yeah. Sane is so relative when you straight up just ditch somebody. <laughs> hey, man. Indeed. <laughs> I knew what I was doing when I told you to get back on that chair. <laughs> Mm-mm, just words of a sane person doing sane and rational actions. Look, man, I've got a motivation to save my fellow researchers. Well, I you tried also to, ditched. Well, I tried to do that, but she didn't come. <laughs> yeah, I got a bond with Lookman. I gotta, I can't. Look, I, I'm gonna tell you right now, Schuler is very scumbaggy, <laughs> especially from his background stuff, so it kind of fits. <laughs> Hippocratic oath, more like he's not that kind of doctor. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting. Yeah. Never mind. All right. So, as the kind of howl sound echoes out across the space, Captain Lookman on the shrine is overcome with just agony and suffers two pow damage and also suffers seven points of damage minus four because of all the preparation you put in. <sighs> oh my God. Hold up. Okay. How many power points did I just lose? You lost two power points. Okay. And you're also then going to take seven points of damage minus four. So three points of damage as this chair just kind of rips at your very essence. So with the chair ripping at his very essence, Luckman is going to scream and then just kind of trail off into almost like not breathing. I have one Exactly. That leaves me with one hit point left. I'm not dead, but I am. I I drop my gun. I'm slouched. I am tunnel visioning like I am trying to remember any kind of prayers or any kind of religious experience in my life and just pleading because I am about to die. Oh, and it gets worse. Oh, cool. (laughs) There's more. (laughs) There's more. Cool. 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 Give me a sand check. Wait, there's more. For only four payments at 45 out of 51% success. All right, just one point of sand damage. And Marilo, you're watching all of this. You see just Luckman suddenly overcome with agony. And you're also going to take some sand damage. So give me a sand check. Three out of 34 success. <laughs> all right, so that's one point of sand damage. Now, Luckman's a bond of yours, isn't he? Yes. Oh, no. You're going to take an additional point of sand damage because you're watching a bond just racked with pain as something just truly unnatural rips through them for your very eyes. Okay, so I just take one point of sand damage? Two points of sand damage. Two, okay. So that brings me to 32 now. Still above my breaking point. Yeah. I just kind of whisper mutter something. You should try to do some first aid in case he takes more damage. (laughs) So, yeah, no, I'm like, I'm just wondering, can I go or is it, is there anything else that's going on? GM wise. Yeah, give me an alertness. 29 out of 32 success. 
All right. So while all this is happening, the wind has died down some and the tent around you has been partially destroyed as part of this. And you see walking into camp a deer, a full sized male deer with part of its antlers still attached. But there's something strange about it. It's jaw hangs oddly and you realize you're not seeing a lower jaw you're seeing a tongue hang out of its mouth and it's staring directly at you i run over to luckman and i like i'm double checking luckman but i'm also like keeping an eye like i'm doing both or i'm looking at luckman to make sure they're like conscious and okay and i'm also like looking at the deer to see if it's making any other movements oh it is staring intently at you all I can say is a very weak and raspy, I'm sorry. And I just kind of like, I lean in like, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We're going to be fine. It's okay. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like tapping Luckman and like, kind of like doing a quick, because I don't have a lot of first aid. So like, I, I really can't triage him very well. So I'm just kind of like, as best as I can, like kind of like assessing what I can tell from my scientific knowledge i guess sure but like yeah just like kind of like the pat like it's okay it's okay i'm at this point it's just like i'm trying to morally heal him at this point because physically i'm not gonna do anything (laughs) yeah this is moral (laughs) healing i'm doing right now i'm trying to be a bard and being like it's okay it's okay like it's it's okay nah sure and with that we're gonna jump to shuler safe in his fortified trailer safe quote unquote oh yeah so, Schuler, you hear kind of some scraping and tapping sounds on the roof of it, but also because you're not as besieged, you get to watch as the colors in the sky shift ever so slowly. Um, shimmering aurora slowly changes. Other colors and shifting angles manifest. Other perspectives and shapes, indescribable and impossible, all kind of slowly manifest themselves in the sky. It is as if witnesses glimpse dimensions beyond the three given to sight. Half-seen currents of energy course from the shrine to the towering monstrosity. So you see kind of just like energy from where Lookman is attached to this thing just shoot off into the night towards Crow Lake. Amazing. I'm going to get into my little hidey hole and point my rifle out. Actually, no, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye. I'll keep watching. Sure. I'm less watching Crow Lake at this point, and I'm more watching out at the base. Makes sense, yeah. And so, give me a search as you're doing that. 82 out of 54 fail. It's a bit chaos. You see soldiers and AFOSI agents running around. You see the signs of gunfire. Those lights going off. There's sounds. There appears to be a fire started somewhere. And then, out of nowhere, something hits the side of the trailer hard enough to rock it on its axis. Great. I'm going to back up a bit and point my the rifle to the window. Like back to a wall type of situation? No, not to the wall. I think I'm more like standing in the middle of the trailer at this point. I'm like trying to debate whether I should inch closer to the window or not. What what side did the trailer get hit by? Part that would be attached to another truck was the part. Like if this thing's longer than it is wide, it kind of got hit on one of the ends. You probably enter through the kind of the long sides of this thing to get into it. Yeah, that makes sense. From the window, can I see the tent that Luckman and Merlo are in? You can. Can I see them? You can. All right, cool. I'm going to just keep watching with my rifle. All right. 
I'm basically keeping an overwatch. If anyone, if any of these things start running over there, I want to take a shot at them. Yeah. What's going through your head at this point? Well, I'm really upset that Merlo didn't follow me. And I don't think that that's, it's an inconvenience. Because if Merlo hadn't followed me, I'd just be hiding right now. And I would let this whole thing ride out. But because Merlo didn't follow me, I'm feeling obligated to keep an eye out from this window in case anything tries to get to them. I mean, this is all insane, too, of course. Sure. All right. So, like, do you think you're breathing heavily at this point? Like, if you describe what Schuler is going through at this point, what is it? No, I don't think Schuler's actually breathing heavy or anything. And it's not because he's brave. It's probably because he took some, like, a mild dose of like a muscle relaxer when he got in here because he knew it would help him calm down. So he's fully focused right now on trying to keep Merlo alive. All right. While not putting himself at risk or too much risk. While you're standing in the middle of this trailer, kind of eyes peeled on the window, the wall behind you gets partially ripped off the side of the trailer and a humanoid figure about six foot, a normal human size steps through the opening behind you and just lets out a horrific howling wail. I'm going to shoot it. Oh, let's see if you get to do that first, actually. It's fair. Oh, no. All right. So give me a sand check. 76 out of 46 fail. The howl gets into you and causes you to immediately suffer a bit of a mental breakdown. Like it is primal. It is hungry. It is horrific, and this creature slowly makes its way towards you. Give me an alertness while it's slowly making its way towards you. 18 out of 38 success. As you get closer, you see that stomach has been partially split open. Some, not organs, but maybe like an umbilical cord of some kind dangle out of it, and you realize whatever this thing is, now it used to be Amanda Thorpe. I tried to get rid of this! And with that, we're going to jump back outside to Merlo and Uckman. You both see the deer. It's staring very intently at you. You are barely alive, Captain Luckman, and the chair seems to just relinquish you all of a sudden. It's no longer holding you down. I slump out of the chair and just fall to the floor. I've gone through some ex- extreme trauma. I immediately try to, like, pick him up as he falls. As you're kind of fumbling with my body, I just whisper rifle rifle i acknowledge that and i immediately like look for the rifle near me and grab it and and hand it to luckman no no what what do you want shoot i so i i grab the heck the rifle and i i take aim at the deer all right so you're gonna shoot i'm gonna try to aim first all right you're so you're going to take the action of aiming? Yes. All right. So the deer sees your motion and throws back its jawless head. It's at that moment you realize that its tongue, long and horrible, hangs out, and one of its eyes is missing, and that this thing has large holes blown through its body, and it, too, lets out just a horrific, wailing, roaring, screaming sound that, again, burrows into your sanity. Both of you give me sand checks. 79 out of 32. Oh, shit. Failure. Ooh. Yeah, 11% at a 50 critical. Fuck yeah. All right, Marilo, you are stunned. Luckman, you are not stunned. Can I, do I have my gun? You do have your gun. Do you want to try and do something? 
I try to pop a shot at the deer. All right, so your gun has a full auto lethality mode and a kind of precision mode. I'm assuming you're going lethality full auto or full auto, baby. All right, firearms check. 18% out of 40% success. All right, got 10% lethality, so let's roll that lethality. 81%. It does nine points of damage to this thing, and the bullets hit, and they hit hard, but they don't penetrate the way they're supposed to. Like, maybe you should see some blood, maybe you should see have a reaction, but it's almost like this thing is made of sturdier stuff. Like, it's a deer already, but it's much, much stronger than it should be. So this thing charges at Marilow and Mag narrowly misses her. She's still stunned, so she can't respond to it. But kind of you see this thing whiz by and just slam hard against one of the trailers, denting it significantly. Lookman, what do you do? Marilow is still holding the rifle, right? Yeah. Gotcha. I kind of grabbed the rifle and use that. I mean, I don't know if Marilow like lets go or if she's still holding on to it. If she's still holding on to it, I, I mean, guess you can gonna... fire again with the one you currently had. Oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. I guess it's like that one scene from Ghost where I just kind of get behind Merlo and like just kind of <laughs> do whatever the heck. Fair enough. Because she's not really letting go. I'm guessing she's still, still a little bit stunned. So I aim and I like pull the trigger and whatnot. I don't know if the gun, if the loud gunfire is going to help snap her out of the of the shock, but I'll, I'll be firing a la Ghost. Sure. That is an 87% out of. 40% failure. That is too awkward for me to su successfully fire. Yeah, shots go wide. The thing kind of writes itself. And uh, good news, Merlo, you are unstunned this turn. Bad news, because you were stunned, you lost your aim action on that one. What do you do? Okay. Remember, running is always an option. Oh, I can't leave Luckman behind. So, hmm. I want to bait the deer to slam into the chair thing. So, like, can I position myself in front of, like, the chair, if you will? All right, so you want to kind of, like, prepare a dodge almost to kind of give yourself yeah. a chance to... All right, yeah, I'll, I'll say you do. I'll give you even a plus 10 on that. All right, so, so... So, technically, could I use my athletics since I'm, like, preparing and everything? Yeah, I'll let you use athletics there instead of... Yeah, that's fair for that one. I'll use athletics for that. Okay. All right, so this thing, again, kind of whirls on you, just angry and hungry-looking, and once again charges at you all right i'm gonna roll my athletics yep come on all these years of working out let's go yes 14 out of 50 success i got bad news what it's not enough what and this thing slams into you with its horn for nine points of damage oh well i'm dead 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 i had six health left all right so this thing just slams its horns through you and kind of the viscera slowly drips down its face as it kind of plants a hoof and then slowly tears part of you in half. Its tongue hungrily kind of lashes out, pulling small chunks of your meat into its mouth as it chews. It slowly whirls on Lookman, still hungry. Did it do any damage from getting hit by the fucking chair? It didn't hit the chair, it hit you. But I was standing in front of the chair. So you didn't it, get out of the way order... enough. Oh. So it blackjacked you. It got a 19 on its success, and you only had a 14, so it beat your dodge. Oh, because it's hot. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Uh, so 
not to be shady, but like, thankfully, I guess my, I didn't have Merlo as a bond, so I don't suffer any sanity damage. Fuck, fuck, <laughs> I stayed for you. I know. Speaking of that, give me a sand check now that you've kind of fully grasped as to what the hell is going on here. Oh, yeah, I, I, I was kind of like pseudo. I have adrenaline keeping me alive at the moment. 27% out of 50 success. I am a seasoned veteran, baby. <laughs> I get in for free at Knott's Berry Farm. Go. Let's go. <laughs> I feel like All you right. should be attuned to violence at this point, considering you just saw me get completely fucking destroyed by a zombie deer. All right. Lookman, you see Marilow get partially kind of torn in half. This thing is eating chunks of her. Give me an alertness. Alertness. 35% at 70% success. It's not alone. There are other creatures slowly making their way into camp. You see what may have been humans at one point. You see several small animals. You even see a couple other deer and what appears to maybe even be a bear on the outskirts of camp making their way towards you. What do you do? So I'm looking at Merlot, just absolutely gored. And this thing that only has half a jaw is like just eating or trying to do its man. I now have that mental image of like this deer without a lower jaw, just trying to consume fucking Merlot's viscera and how funny but awkward and just disturbing that is mixed in with the fact that like that's an herbivore dude that shouldn't be doing that (laughs) and there's more things out there hold up I'm just gonna do a little luck check just for myself all right cool I grab my pistol and I point it towards my head and I fire all right give me firearms are you is it gonna (laughs) jam oh my god (laughs) 57% 57% out of 40% failure. <laughs> Don't tell me it like jams or like I miss. What the fuck? As you have the gun up to your head, give me a pow check. Mm, mm, that is reasonable. Sorry. Give me a pow check at plus 20. Okay. Question. When I took the pow damage, that's out of willpower, correct? Not like my actual pow score. No, that's on your pow score. Oh, okay, cool. Damn. That's rough. All right, cool. That's that's a plus 20. Yep. All right, baby, that's a 97% failure. You suddenly start to feel yourself being pulled up into the air, off the chair, as though you're floating. Okay, and? We're going to jump back inside now to Shuler. All right. All right, Shuler, this thing is just ripped through the wall. You hear the sounds of gunfire from outside. It's slowly approaching you. You are stunned where you stand. What do you do? I'm stunned, correct? Yep. So nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that was just a trick question. <laughs> it was. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> All right. So this thing kind of lunges at you and gets you with its claws, dealing five points of damage, just tearing into your flesh. Oh. Uh-huh. The good news, this snaps you out of it. The bad news, it has just ripped a pretty major chunk out of you, I assume. Yeah, that's half my hit points. What do you do? So it's point blank with me now, so yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot it. All right. And I think being point blank gives you a plus 20 to hit, right? Yep. I don't think it's going to matter, because I'm very bad at this. 24 out of a modified 47 success. All right, so I'm assuming you're in the full auto because you have the rifle, yes. so let's see that 10% lethality. Let's roll lethality. That is eight damage with three armor piercing. All right. You do a pretty sizable chunk of damage to this thing. You don't do anywhere near enough to obviously put it down, but it 
you do some damage. Like it definitely felt that, for lack of a better phrase. Come on, we can do this. You and I, we're going to hell together. All right, so it lunges forward and kind of like grabs you and throws back its head and digs its teeth deep into your upper shoulder, ripping into you for six points of damage. I am dead. Doesn't let you fall to the ground. It slowly just starts to consume you where it stands, ripping kind of greedily hungry chunks out of your skin, snapping bones to get the more choice parts. Dude, that's gross. Captain Lookman, you are about four inches off the throne shrine chair thing at this point. What's going through your head at this point? I fully accept what's happening because I'm pretty sure I'm having a death hallucination. Did I pull the trigger? You did not. Cool. The only way I could like rationalize what's going on right now, especially seeing as I'm fucking floating four inches off the ground, is that I'm having an out-of-body experience and I'm dead. But I do look up and look around and just kind of realize that like, oh shit, I'm not actually dead. I am floating four inches off the ground. Does the deer still notice me? Everything's noticing you. They're all staring at you, hungry. I try to run? You don't run. You are suddenly dragged at high speed off into the sky, like an impossible gust of wind is carrying you. Flames scorch your feet and legs as unseen energies cause the water and chemicals in the snow and the air and your flesh to boil and ignite. What's your reaction to this? Do I still have a gun in my hand? You do. I try to pull the trigger again. All right, let's see that firearm check. 4% out of 40% success. All right, as you put the gun up against your head for one last time, you see several other people being dragged off into the sky. As you get above kind of the trailers of Weather Watcher HQ, you see this gigantic figure at the lake slowly begin to rise off the ground and shoot off into the sky with you. The last thing you see is about 20 or so other people flying off into the sky as you successfully pull the trigger. Sparing yourself from this truly unnatural fate. Holy shit. My dead, still probably on fire body, just kind of start slowly losing altitude and stand still until my limp corpse falls back into the earth, I would imagine. Oh, no. It's gone. No. Okay. Never to be found again. I'm, I'm still ascending on fire, but just dead tight. Absolutely great. December 26th, 9 p.m., Russellville. A tired-looking woman sits at a table in a diner, nursing her third cup of coffee. A equally tired-looking man steps into the diner and sits down across from her at her. Well, I've got good news and bad news, Pine. As best we can tell, whatever the hell happened over in Willis, it's over. Bunch of strange animal corpses all over the place, bunch of dead bodies. Mass fatalities across the board. A couple of straight-up missing people, though, too. A bunch of helicopters went down. Mass destruction. You know the drill at this point. But it's contained. Kind of. There's a couple of reports of some animal attacks up until about December 26th, and they seem to stop. It's strange, though. There's been reports of, like, zombie animals, or, like, it would appear to be deer and bears and other stuff that seem to crawl out of the grave, as some of these people put it, all over the place. That's kind of fallen in their spots couple reports of maybe a person being attacked by them. Who knows? But whatever the fuck happened, it seems to have been over. The 
bad news is we didn't get him. Best we can tell, Schuler didn't make his meetup, whatever the right word is, drops, probably the better phrase for it, but yeah. Good news, Harris, Farrell, confirmed dead, so that's uh, just one majestic asshole out of the mix for us, but yeah, I think it's time to head home. Thank you for listening to Negative Modifiers Playthrough of Jack Frost by Shane Ivey, published by Arc Dream Publishing. We do hope you enjoyed our time in Willis, Alabama. If you'd like to support the show, please consider leaving us a review on your listening platform of choice. If you feel so inclined, you can also become a patron over on our Patreon. You can also join our Discord server or follow the show on your preferred social media platform. As always, your listenership is more than enough, and we do hope you enjoy whatever we wind up playing next. Next.